Hello, gorgeous. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Jessica Harlow podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Harlow. In case you have no idea who I am, I'm a content creator and producer living in New York City. I created a channel on YouTube back when I was just 19 years old. I started out with the intention to focus mainly on beauty and self-help related topics. I was the first person to combine those two categories, and I believe I was the first person to do it in a way that I feel has been really practical and realistic. None of that fluffy bullshit. What can I say? I like to keep it real. Um, As always, thank you all so much for rating and reviewing this podcast. It's been really helping the show to grow and gain more visibility. I'd really appreciate it if you guys posted something to your Instagram stories and tagged me to let me know that you're listening. I find it fascinating to know what you guys are doing when you're listening to this podcast. But send a screenshot of your review of this podcast or you sharing it to hellogorgeous at jessicaharlow.com and I will send you my hair secrets PDF for free straight to your inbox. I'm actually working on more exclusive content to share with you guys only through email, so be sure to subscribe to my mailing list. It's totally free, totally not annoying either. I would never send more than like two or three emails in a week. And on average, I'd say that I'd probably only send like one or two in the entire week anyway. So I personally hate annoying promotional emails more than anybody. Um, My rule for my email list is only useful information, only things that I believe can really bring you guys value. Um, With the changing algorithms on YouTube and Instagram, I could talk about those and I do plan on talking about those in a future episode. Um, Having an email list is just probably the best way to make sure that you don't miss a thing. Um, because every, listen, you can't depend on any of these platforms anymore. So we're going old school. We're going straight to email. So if you haven't signed up for my mailing list, um, it's really easy. I'll put everything that you might need in the show notes. So you can check that out after you're done listening to this podcast. So as you guys know, February is a really big relationship talking month. I mean, love is in the air, supposedly whatever. Um, (laughs) And I've asked a number of you to submit questions and such for me to give advice on. One of them is from a topic that came to mind in a a while back. Um, As many of you guys may or may not know, connecting with you all on social media is a huge priority for me. It's like top priority. I spend a lot of time chatting with you all, whether it's in my DMs, responding back to comments. I'm very, very present. Um, I've just made a conscious decision to do that, and I'm absolutely, like, addicted to you guys. You guys are awesome. I've gotten to know so many of you. Um, You're all really interesting, and I really feel like we've developed kind of, like, a friendship over the past couple of months, and it's just just been great. Um, So thank you so much to everybody that's been reaching out and been so supportive and just interactive. It really means the world to me. Um, And, yeah, it just feels like we're kind of building a little community, which is really nice. So... There was a story that had come into my DMs. Um, There was a girl that had asked me for some advice, and I wanted to share it with you guys in this podcast because I definitely think there's a lot of situations just like this one. And I'm going to say, just to start out, um, be nice because this is is one of our listeners. She's one of us. Um, And so, you know, if you want to comment anything about what I'm going to share with you guys, like, don't be rude, because even though I'm not giving away her identity, like, she might know know I'm talking about her because I'm reading her message. So um, just putting that out there, be nice, be kind, don't be judgmental of her. Like, it's kind of like a spilled milk situation, but um, everybody makes mistakes. Nobody's nobody's absolutely flawless. Nobody's perfect. We've all done things that we probably shouldn't do. And there's always a reasoning behind it. So let's be nice to her. If there's anything that you guys want to share, If you don't have anything nice to say about this, like about in regards to her, just 
just keep it to yourself. I'm very protective of my audience. Um, so yeah, there was a young woman who wrote to me about how she ended up getting involved with a married man. Now, look, if you guys come to me with stuff, I really do do my best to not come off as judgmental because if you've already done the thing you're not supposed to do, I mean, you know what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do. We kind of all know when we've done something that maybe we shouldn't have done, maybe wasn't exactly the right thing to do. Um, But if you've done something that you're not supposed to do, me talking down to you isn't really going to help anything. It's just going to make you feel worse. Um, It's kind of like spilled milk. At that point, cleanup is probably the first priority before getting into preventing um, spilling the milk again. Does that make sense? So obviously everybody knows you know, it's common knowledge. Getting involved with someone that's married or in a committed relationship is probably a really bad idea. But shit happens. People do stuff that they're not supposed to do. Um, it doesn't make it right. But I think I think we get it to a certain extent. We can understand how maybe somebody might be tempted. Because I think many of us might have come across people who maybe were married or in a relationship and maybe they were trying to pursue us and maybe we were tempted. Um, I don't think... I don't think anyone's above temptation, especially if you feel like there's some kind of a connection going on or if you like the person, if you're attracted to them. Um, Doesn't mean we follow through. Now, someone could say that someone that chooses to get involved with someone that is already married or in a committed relationship is being selfish or being really inconsiderate to um, the person that the other one has committed themselves to. Um, But I kind of see it more as like a character flaw kind of like a sense of denial or delusion. And I think, and I don't say that like to be mean, because I think we've all in relationships and in life in general have had moments of delusion and denial and moments where we're like, oh, we know what usually happens, but I'll be the exception, you know, And, and most times it's not how it works, right? So everybody wants to believe that they're the person that can change someone else. Like, oh no, they just weren't with the right person. That wasn't the right person for them. I'm going to change them. And kind of gets into like this romantic fantasy that we think we're going to like transform some other human being. Listen, let me tell you something. When you get involved with people, don't get involved with people that you feel like they're a project. And and this is tricky because, listen, I, I could tell you this. I'm very attracted to the wounded ducks. Love a wounded duck situation. But boy, oh boy, do I not love it when I get really involved in it and realize, damn, you can't really do much to help people who don't want to be helped or change people that don't want to change. So like I'm saying, I think it's something that people get into. It's a common idea or a common fantasy, I think, when we come across people who are a bit rough around the edges, to put it lightly, and we think, oh, we're going to change them and they're they're just going to treat me better. Um, Well, look, maybe, but I wouldn't bank on it after the long term because... You see, the people who are doing the cheating, they're typically the real selfish ones. So back to this girl's message to me specifically. I'm going to read a bit of it to you. She says, okay, I want your opinion. I want your two cents on something. How do I deal with a situation where I'm really into this guy? We really like each other and I know he's married. Yes, he cheats on his wife. He had been messaging me for a week like, really intensely, but not in the sense to get into my pants because I had made it clear that I'm just looking for a good time. I'm lonely and vulnerable at the moment. So after we did have sex about a week ago at the time of writing this, he has been on business trips and doesn't really respond to my texts. I get that he's super busy and also lousy with texts, but a few days before he was blabbing about how much he liked me. 
Okay, so for starters, that took a lot of restraint because, boy, did I want to add things, like, with everything that she was saying. I was like, I had commentary, but I'm gonna, I, I wanted to just read the message for you guys to not make it confusing. So for starters, if there's anything that I want every girl to plaster on the back of their hands, I, like, remember this. If you remember nothing that I tell you about relationships, listen, married men almost never leave their wives. Divorces happen, yes. But when a man says he's going to leave his wife and you and him are in something romantic and it kind of extends past a certain amount of time, that's a person that's never really intending to leave. There's people who they kind of, it's like out of convenience. Like they don't really have the intention of breaking up their marriage, because why should a man go through the whole entire ordeal of a divorce? Because think about it, a divorce, a divorce is even more than just like breaking up with someone, you know, a divorce is like, you got to get lawyers involved. There's all kinds of mess that goes on in a divorce. Like it's not like a simple cut and dry procedure. I mean, that takes, divorces take time. Um, and there's a lot of upheaval that goes through a divorce. So why should a man think about it this way? And, and I'm sorry to be general and be like married men, because of course women cheat too, but I, I, most of my audience is women and most of them happen to be straight. Just use this how it applies to you. you. You know what I'm saying? But why should a man go through the whole ordeal of a divorce if he can stay married and basically get pussy at the same time? It doesn't make sense. This isn't me saying wait forever to sleep with a guy that's not even that's not even what I'm talking about. I say, listen, that's a question that sometimes people come at me with. I say, do what you want when you want to do it, when it feels right. When you don't feel, here's how you'll know if something's okay. If you don't feel like if you don't, he's not going to like you or want to see you again, if that is what you actually want, if you actually want to see this person again, if you want to continue things with them, you know, should things go well, because I mean, maybe there's some times where you might get in bed with somebody and just so terrible that you're like, I don't want to see this person again. It's that's totally fine. But you know what I'm saying? I'm saying very generally. So when you feel like there's a consequence for if you don't sleep with a guy at the point that he wants to sleep with you um, or at the pace that he wants to sleep with you at, that's really not a good sign. Okay, there's an energetic imbalance there and it shows that he's holding more power than you do over the situation in this dynamic between the two of you now call me crazy but i believe that the guy is always supposed to want the girl at least a little bit more than she wants him otherwise it's never going to work in the long run that's what i've seen in myself in um relationships with you know people around me typically the guys gotta want the girl a little bit more at minimum at minimum, a little bit more than the girl wants them. That's the only way that things could work out. It's just, it's just, it is what it is. Men like to have a little bit of a chase, a little bit of a slight, you know, imbalance. You know what I'm saying? Like there's got to be a little spice. So um, that's what I would say for that. That's like a whole, that's a whole other, that's like a bonus episode in this episode. <laughs> um, but anyway, I digress. The second thing that really stood out to me that I think a lot of people can relate to because I think everybody has found themselves in a situation where they felt the way that this girl is describing. She said, I'm vulnerable and lonely. Now, rule number one, don't f*** people when you're vulnerable and lonely. It's like they say, don't go to the supermarket when you're starving. Why? Because when you're in a state of desperation, you're not going to make the right decisions for you. 
your judgment is cloudy. And well, you might say, actually, first off, I know some of you are going to be saying, well, why are we talking about her? He's the pig. You know, he's the one who made the commitment. And I absolutely agree. But he's not the one that contacted me. So I don't care about him. (laughs) He's not listening to this podcast. We'll get to him in a second, but we can't control or change what other people do. That's not our job. It's not our job to do that. It's not our job to change or control other people. You're responsible for yourself. That's your only responsibility. Your responsibility is yourself and how you react um, to whatever it is that happens to you and occurs to you in your life. There's always going to be really horrible people. The only thing that you could be responsible for is just, you know, taking care of yourself, protecting yourself and all of that. So, and let me tell you something, this person, this married man, he isn't thinking about anybody other than himself in this situation. I can pretty much guarantee that he's thinking about himself and his needs. And when you see and encounter people that are only looking out for their own ass, they only want to see and speak to you when it's completely to their own benefit to do so when it's completely only when it's to their convenience. Don't sit and consider them. Don't sit and consider their feelings because they're not considering yours. So why on God's green earth would I sit and worry about someone else's problems and psychology when I'm nothing more than like a blip on their screen? You, You see what I mean? So a lot of the times I think we can almost like get into this stage where we want to kind of play psychologist about people and kind of like figure out, well, why do they do the things that they do and this and that? And why do they do this? That's not, uh, let them go to therapy and figure that out. I'm not figuring, I'm not going to go figure that out. I'm not going to sit here and do that for somebody that doesn't even care about me and how I feel and how they're making me feel. So it just doesn't make any sense. If you see somebody that's only looking out for their own ass, look out for your own ass. Don't think about theirs. So back to what I was saying about being vulnerable and lonely. Don't get too involved with people when you're feeling that way. Again, like I said, you don't want to, you don't want to do things. um, You don't want to go into things when you're feeling kind of desperate. We've all been there. We've all had situations like that, especially if we've gone through, especially if we've gone through something very recently, you know, you might be feeling kind of, you might be feeling some type of way, right? So now I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, well, What are you supposed to do when you're feeling lonely and vulnerable? How do you get out of feeling that way if you're not going to get around people? Look, it can be very helpful to get around people during those times, but here's the mistake that a lot of people make when they're in the state of feeling very vulnerable, feeling very lonely, again, that kind of desperate state. What happens is we kind of lower our standards in those moments, right? So we're not being as picky about who we're allowing to come into our space, who we're allowing to take up our time. And when you're feeling down, when you're feeling vulnerable, when you're feeling lonely, it's especially important to select your company extra carefully. Because trust that when you think you can't get any lower, oh, believe me, you always, always can. And look, there's some people who they need that. Some people need to hit rock bottom for them to realize, holy crap, what I'm doing isn't really working out for me. Let me try something else. I'm kind of a little bit that type of person. I got to hit rock, rock bottom before I like actually learn my lesson. Sometimes that's why I make a podcast. That's why I make these motivational and self-help type of content because I'm like, 
you know, hopefully I can avoid, help someone else avoid having to hit rock bottom before they learn something. So that's why I make these things. Again, I'm not coming off here to be like, oh my God, I'm so perfect and I get it right all the time. No, I make these podcasts and the content that I create because I'm so far beyond perfect, like so, like far out of the realm of perfection that I want to do whatever I can to help other people not experience some of the things that I've experienced or some of the things they could experience if they don't they don't at least hear these things out. So anyway, um, here's a question that I want you to ask yourself anytime you're in a shitty relationship, shitty situation. How bad am I willing to let it get before I say enough? Now, I'm not going to judge you for what your enough is. That's actually your business. I don't need to know. Everybody's different. Everyone's enough may vary depending on who they're with. I get it, especially if you're married and you have children and you're with someone. If there's a lot of strings attached, a lot of layers, it can get complicated. So, you know, you kind of you're willing to take a little bit more just because you feel like you might lose a lot more. You've got more to you've got more to lose, right? There's more at stake. But it's really important to decide whenever possible ahead of time what your version of enough looks like. Because if you don't know what your enough is, it's going to end up showing itself to you eventually and you're about to find out. You know what I mean? So the longer that you hang on, you're going to find out the hard way. So kind of prepare yourself a little bit to understand what your limits are, what your like real, you know, bottom line can't go any, any further past this. Um, and I think we all have those lines. And again, it can, it can vary depending on the situation, the person you're with, um, et cetera, et cetera. But I think we all have a few things that are very much like if that happens or if this occurs or if I feel this way, it's done. Like, you know, this is enough. Or if I feel this type of way for this long, it's it's done. It's enough. Um, so, yeah. So I told her a lot of what I'm telling you guys in this in this episode. Um, and I wanted to say something because I think Again, this kind of happens when we get involved with people who are a little bit wrong for us or a lot wrong for us, um, and they treat us in certain ways. We kind of get, we kind of play psychologists, right? Well, she went on to talk about him, and she painted, you know, she she talked about how he basically painted a really dramatic picture of himself. Let me say something. Be very, very careful about people that paint themselves as like dark, wounded ducks, because that can be a trap. Um, and I, again, I blame movies and romance novel, novels for this. They sell us like this romantic idea that like people will change for us. Now, whether this is a conscious thing or an unconscious thing, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's a tactic. It doesn't matter if they're consciously painting this, you know, wounded duck picture. I mean, if they're doing that, that's really bad, but sometimes you can't really tell. Um, whether it's conscious or unconscious, it doesn't really matter because it's kind of a tactic. It could almost be an unconscious, like learned behavior, so to speak. It's, you know, people learn how to manipulate people. You know what I mean? So that could have been something that they've picked up and kind of revert to naturally without even having to think about it. It's like second nature because they know it helps them kind of get their way. So it's a story. Basically, they're helping you make excuses for them because they know that their behavior it's going to require you to make a lot of excuses for them, especially if they want to kind of keep you around. And the thing is, people can be really messed up with you and act like, you know, they don't want you around, but like they kind of do. Not because they give a shit about you. Don't, don't make that mistake. 
but it's because it feeds their ego. It serves their purpose. So everybody's kind of selling us some kind of story about themselves, some kind of narrative. And when you see a married person or anyone that's got someone thinking that they're committed to them and they're going out and cheating or at least attempting to cheat, it's a really huge red flag that you're talking to someone that is deceptive. Okay, And in order for them to do these things, they do need to come up with lies, excuses, stories, a narrative, because they have to sell things back to the person that they're with. So it's a lot of layers of lying, a lot of layers of deception, a lot of just complete, it's like, you know, it's like a whole other world that they're creating. So at the end of the day, cheaters are going to have their reasons for why they do what they do, but it's not your problem. You know, we all want to be loved and adored. It's kind of like, you know, everybody kind of wants to, you know, be loved and adored. What's wrong with that, right? I get it. And when you develop feelings for someone, it's really, really important to keep yourself in check. Because as soon as you start liking someone, really liking someone, falling for someone, it becomes much easier and much more possible and likely for you to lower your standards really important to keep yourself in check. Yes, there's people that fall madly in love very quickly, but at the same time, are you falling in love with the person or the idea of them? What is this person representing to you? What does it mean? Because I think a lot of the times when we hang on to people that we know are bad for us, it's because, it's not because, you know, we really like them. It's because they represent something to us they mean we've attached like some kind of a meaning to them. So really pay attention to that when you feel like you're falling for someone that mm, not really the best fit. There's a lot of friction. There's a lot of something's not working out right. Think about whether you're liking the person or just the idea of them. Because let me tell you something, people, if you like the person, that means you like qualities. There's a lot of people out there with a lot of really amazing qualities. The idea though, the meaning that you attach That's kind of like the fantasy part of them. And then that's where you get attached and feel like, oh, there's nobody else that's like them. It's like, please, there's, there's, you'll be lucky if there's nobody like them. You'll find somebody better that's actually like into you and is going to treat you, you know, with the respect that you deserve. So like I said, don't get too emotionally involved when you're in a vulnerable or lonely state because you can often end up not seeing things for how they are, but for how you want them to be. And it's really important to check in on that. Are you seeing things for what they are or are you coming up with a fantasy? And sometimes as just the simple act of acknowledging that and being aware of that can really be very helpful. So it's like the first step. Everything else kind of becomes easier after that. There's a really wonderful quote from Mad Men where Don Draper, the main character, Don Draper, if you haven't watched Mad Men, you might notice I quote a lot of things from Mad Men. It's a really brilliant, genius show. But anyway, um, it's on Netflix. You guys can check it out. Not sponsored. But anyway, in Mad Men, there's a quote by Don Draper and he says, people show us who they are, but we ignore it because we want them to be who we want them to be. So keep yourself in check. If you're feeling lonely, absolutely date. I think it's very healthy to date and get out and just kind of get around people and see, you know, and and, and see that there's other fish in the sea and all of that. I think it's very important. Um, It'll help you feel a lot more uh, like there's much more abundance 
um, out there. So definitely, you know, if you are feeling lonely or whatever, if you've gone through a breakup, I mean, a lot of the times people will say like, oh, you know, take your time to heal and this and that. Do take time to heal, but you can heal and date at the same time. Doesn't mean get into like a really serious thing right away. Maybe take your time with that. Um, but I don't see anything wrong with just dating, getting getting to know people. Don't even put pressure on yourself to feel like you have to date anybody. Just get out there and get to know new people, get around new people. If you're feeling vulnerable, pull back. Listen, get around your friends, get a new hobby. That's really important. Um, spend an entire afternoon masturbating. Like, who cares? Good decisions aren't made when you're feeling vulnerable. Like, do whatever it takes to make you feel good, take care of yourself, take care of your needs. Um, and that's that. At the end of the day, look, we're all going to make mistakes. Just, you know, some things are easier said than done. I get it. I'm nowhere near a perfect human being, completely far from it. But that's honestly, again, that's why I make these podcasts. So that maybe when someone's about to do something wrong, maybe they'll remember something that I've said here that I wish someone might have told me. So I haven't ever knowingly dated anyone that was in a relationship, but I have found out stuff eventually. And it just... It just really does destroy trust because at the end of the day, if somebody does something to someone else, I personally feel like what's to say they wouldn't do it to me? Who's to say? Now, they might not, but more than likely, we hear these stories all the time where they kind of do. They do the same thing. So if you meet someone that's in a relationship, whether it's whether they're married or otherwise, they're leading somebody on, they're leading someone else to believe that they're committed to them. And, you know, maybe you've met this person, right? And you feel like you're hitting it off or that there's something there. And, you know, you have that temptation. What I would just say is there's absolutely nothing wrong with just telling them, hey, if you're truly unhappy, as unhappy as, you know, they're proclaiming to be, if you're truly unhappy, you know, you're more than welcome to reach out when, you know, you're out of that situation, when you're when you're single. Now, out doesn't mean oh, I'm getting a divorce or I'm leaving her. No, out means the documents are signed. The ink has dried. People have moved out. Um, They, they, you know, they know which kids are going where, which weekends and every, you know what I mean? Like, and for the love of God, don't just give people things that they haven't earned and expect them to appreciate it so much so that they're going to just drop everything and change things for you. Yes, it could happen but I wouldn't bet my life on it. And essentially that's what we're doing when we invest so much time and energy being patient for people that aren't really planning to do anything to begin with. Again, don't pay attention to people, what they say. Don't even pay attention to what they do. Pay attention to their patterns because once you start noticing a pattern, like that's going to tell you everything. That's like the blueprint of the human being you're dealing with. So I could honestly go on and on about this message, but I'm sharing it because I think that it's it's a very common problem. It's a common thing that happens. Um, look, shit happens. You know, not everything is going to be the most amazing experience. Not every interaction is going to be the best thing. Not every relationship is going to be the best thing. We're all going to get into situations. It doesn't even matter how evolved you are, how much you know, how smart you are, how smart you think you are. It really doesn't matter. I mean, there are going to always be things that are going to happen that are kind of out of your control. You might get into stuff that's like, oh man, what did I do? You know, but be aware of situations. Pay attention to the details. Be honest with yourself about what you want and don't compromise what you want when your compromise is everything that the other person wants. You know what I mean? He wanted to sleep with her. She 
said she wanted a good time. Clearly, that's not what she was looking for somebody she was going to sleep with and also have at least, you know, regular interaction with. Again, that's not me saying that whatever he's done is, is right. Like, I could, I could write a whole entire book about everything that's, I could do a whole separate podcast about, um, how horrible that guy is, but, um, uh, he's not my audience. So I'm talking to you guys. This is for the girls. So, um, yeah, don't, don't compromise what you want for someone else. When, when you lower your comp, when you make the compromise, it's like, it's giving them everything that they want. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to compromise, make sure that it's something like they're not getting everything they want. You know what I mean? You can't have two people where it's like, uh, one is getting everything and the other person isn't getting as much. It has to be like either nobody's getting what they want or everybody's getting what they want. There's no in between. So yeah, if you're in a situation where you're feeling, you know, again, that vulnerable and loneliness, and I think that's something that, you know, happens to everyone periodically throughout their lives for various reasons, get outside yourself, go get a new hobby, learn something new, um, get around new people, and just take care of yourself and take care of your vulnerabilities first before you get mixed up with other flawed people. Because listen, two flawed people only make a mess. Um, but you know, don't beat yourself up when you get into situations like this, um, or situations that make you feel certain things. Because listen, you know, tomorrow's a new day. Dust yourself off. It'll be fine. Um, We always think like, oh, this is the worst thing and it's never going to get any better. And then all of a sudden it gets better and it's like we've got amnesia for whatever else has happened. Um, So don't don't beat yourself up. Be nice to yourself. Um, Take care of yourself. Um, And learn to let go of the idea that someone else is supposed to um, like fix you and make you better. Because let me tell you something outside stuff doesn't fix anything. Like if you're an unhappy person, you could win the lottery tomorrow. And believe you me, you might be really happy and ecstatic for like maybe a couple of weeks. Um, but when it's quiet and when you're by yourself, all of a sudden it's like whatever issues you might have, whatever insecurities you might have, they'll still very, very interestingly find their way back to you. So all the change that happens, happens internally, and it starts with you. So I think that's all for this episode. I feel like this episode was forever long. I had so much to say, but I hope that you enjoyed it. If you like this episode, um, if you have any friends or anybody that you think could really benefit from listening to this, please share it with them. If you really like this episode and this podcast in general, please make sure to leave a rating and a review on iTunes if you haven't yet really helps the show to grow and gain more visibility. I'd also appreciate it if in the review you also mentioned um, which episode was your favorite so far because I think it would be really helpful in letting me know what kinds of episodes you like best. Um, That's kind of the whole point. Like I'm making these episodes and making this content because I want you guys to get something out of it. I want you guys to get value out of it. So if you felt like um, any part of this has been helpful to you, at all or valuable to you, let me know. I think anybody that's been listening to the show so far knows if you leave a rating and review or if you share the show on your social media, take a screenshot of it, send it to hellogorgeous at jessicaharlow.com. You'll get a free PDF that has very many of my hair care secrets, tips and tricks, products that I love to use, nothing sponsored. Um, Plus, it'll keep you in the loop with like a weekly email so that you guys know what content I've posted, um, whether it's videos or podcasts, just so you're always like in the loop and you don't miss out on stuff because all of the platforms, the algorithms have been really crazy. So we're, we're going to go old school. We're going to depend on the old standby of email. I also plan on sharing exclusive content with you guys on there that won't be available anywhere else. So 
yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope that you found it helpful. I hope that you found value in it. And as always, I look forward to chatting with you again next Thursday.